you are the salt of the earth. But if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. Matthew 5.13 Hello and welcome to the first episode of The Salty Catholic. I am your host, Anas Kesto. So in the beginning of Matthew chapter 5, which begins with the Beatitudes, Jesus goes on to say that those who are poor in spirit, those who mourn, the meek, the hungry and thirsty, the merciful, the pure of heart, the peacemakers, and even those who are persecuted because of righteousness, are actually the ones who will inherit the kingdom of God. Now immediately after this, Jesus tells the disciples that you are the salt of the earth. But why salt specifically? Well, as Christians, we tend to have a bad habit of reading Scripture with a modern understanding of things. To understand Scripture better, we need to be able to read it with the understanding of a first century Jew. When Jesus mentioned salt, he was saying this in a time where salt was valuable. In Jesus' time, and in ancient Rome specifically, salt was a necessary and expensive part of human life. It had many significant uses, many of which we don't use these days because of technological advances, and they've been replaced by other methods. For example, salt was used to preserve meat and food so that it can last longer and not decay, but today we have refrigerators to do that. Salt was used as a disinfectant to clean surfaces and clean clothes and the wounds on a human body. The Bible also has many references to salt being used as currency. In fact, the word salary comes from the Latin term salarium, which has the root word sal, or salt. In ancient Rome, the word salary, or salarium, specifically meant the amount of money paid to a soldier so that it's enough for him to buy salt. Fertilizer also contains salt, and it helped plants retain water to survive longer. And then there is the obvious. It just makes food taste way better. Have you had eggs without salt? Now, eggs without salt should be thrown out and trampled by foot. But it's not enough for us just to be salt. We must not lose our taste. Jesus was specific about this. He even asked, If salt loses its taste, how can its saltness be restored? The simple answer is, it cannot. One way to think about it is imagine putting a pinch of salt in a big pitcher of water and stirring it until the salt dissolves. If someone were to come and drink from that water, they wouldn't even know there was salt in it unless you told them. So as Christians, we should not allow ourselves to be diluted by the secular world, so much so that we just blend in and lose our flavor completely. And Jesus wasn't just comparing us to salt. He was also revealing our purpose, our mission as Christians. We're to add flavor to an otherwise bland attitude of life. Think of atheism, for example. It provides no purpose to a human life. We're just a flavorless sack of meat that does random things and then eventually dies. We are to preserve the faith. We are to disinfect and cleanse the world of evil any chance we get. Now, you may have heard the expression adding salt to the wound, which hurts a lot, Our saltiness may often hurt those who are being purified, and that's okay. And finally, as any form of currency is valuable, we also have value. Except our value is different. We don't have a limit to our value. We are worth God taking a form of a human and sacrificing himself and dying on the cross for our sins. How's that for salty? Now before I bring on my first guest... 
I would like to give a quick shout out to my good friend Adrian Kesey at 1289. Too often there exists a disconnect between a brand's story and good design. Without harmony between the two, the brand just appears to lack purpose and credibility. Now, I have personally used his service for my business, and he did an incredible job. He was also gracious enough to help me with this podcast as well. So please make sure to check out his website, www.1289.com. That's T-W-E-L-V-E-8-9 dot com. And also make sure to subscribe to his YouTube channel for some helpful content to grow your brand. All right, so my first guest is Father John Jeddu. Father John was ordained June 30th, 2018, and his first assignment was at St. Joseph Chaldean Church in Troy. Now, Father John loves sports. Any chance he gets, he uses sports analogies in his homilies. Uh, he loves kids to the point where when he, when he was trying to figure out his calling and he was thinking about marriage, he didn't want just one, two, or three. He wanted a thousand. So he's like, you know what? Let me just become a priest instead. Yeah, that's true. So, Father John, how's it going? Oh, it's good. It's good. I'm really really blessed um i keep saying i'm living the dream uh but my dream feels like a nightmare with corona but um it's fine you know god is doing good things from this and uh just staying positive so i'm really blessed always well just as the title of the podcast suggests the salty catholic you are one of the saltiest people i know (laughs) a sense of uh, sprinkling love and joy to uh, everybody around you amen amen especially in this time we just gotta smile we gotta even if you force it, you know, fake it till you make it. Uh, just give, give God praise. And uh, from that praise comes breakthrough and breakthrough leads to joy, peace, and, and all that God has for us. So awesome. Amen. So Father John, we were discussing being the salt of the earth and kind of in the intro, I touched on why Jesus picked salt. So what could you say about like our mission as a church in general to being the salt of the earth? Yeah, definitely. I mean, so it's really awesome how this, uh, you are the light of the world, you are the salt of the earth, how this is in context uh, with the Beatitudes and how Jesus says in, in Matthew 5, blessed are the poor in spirit, blessed are those who mourn, blessed are the meek, blessed are, th- are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, the peacemakers. Jesus is like, what's beautiful for me is he calls me to a particular identity. He calls me to embody the poverty of spirit, the, the mournful, the meek, uh, the hungering for holiness and righteous, the peace, the purity of heart. So that whole like identity that Christ gives me now leads me to um, the ability to, to be the light of the world and to be the salt of the earth. Um, so for me, it all starts with how the Beatitudes uh, give us what Christ has planned for us in our identity, who we are as Christians the blessedness that he calls us to. And from that, to spread it to the earth because there's not a blessedness or an adoption in this world uh, that we, we have to proclaim that. And so being the light and being the salt is, is really proclaiming the identity of who each person is called to be and the destiny God has for them. Because uh, we know that this world isn't easy. Coronavirus is telling us that. But if we can just reclaim who we are and, and read these beatitudes and then become the salt of the earth, this world will change and we will, we will look at things a lot differently. So I think um, the mission is rooted in your identity and uh, just listening to Christ and who, who he calls you to be. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the one thing that kind of 
sticks out to me when I read this passage about being salt of the earth is, you know, if we put our nerd hat on for a second and uh, mm-hmm. the chemical reaction that kind of puts sodium and chlorine together to make sodium chloride, it's actually one of the strongest bonds. <laughs> it is nearly impossible to kind of separate it unless a, some kind of strong chemical reaction happens. So when Jesus kind of calls us a salt of the earth, he's giving us the identity that God made us for a specific purpose and he's calling us to be that purpose. And the only way for us to be, you know, to lose that saltness is we have to do something so drastic. We have to get away completely from who we are meant to be in order for us to destroy our identity that God gave us. And this is why, you know, we're seeing a lot of stuff happening around the world where secularism is becoming more you know, prevalent. People are looking more towards being scientific. I'm not saying that science is bad, but I am saying that people are putting a lot more faith science-centric than they are being, you know, God-centric. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. What's on my heart right now is for those who are listening right now, if you were to just take a moment right now and you would ask God, who do you want me to be? And who are you calling me to be? And from that call, that God gives, what do you, what are you called to? What do you do? There's for me, it comes from a personal experience when I did not live the Beatitudes. And when I tried to live in the, when I tried to kind of conform my identity to maybe what people were calling me to, um, living off of maybe my insecurity of what somebody else wants me to be like and not being my, my true self. The fruits of that were um, empty for me, very empty. Like I didn't find true meaning and true purpose. And when I finally got to know who Christ was and how he still loved me in light of my brokenness and how I was invited to be that salt for people, truly, like I was invited to give the truth of Jesus and the identity that Christ gives as beloved sons and daughters of God, the father was invited to that. And what I saw was that a light was like a light bulb literally popped in someone's head. Like, wow, this is beautiful. And I saw that through me, I'm able to make, and I'm I'm able to help other people. Their lives now have meaning, now have purpose. There's a joy that is just so deep. And uh, I wanted that. I wanted to be that person for others as well. And for Christ, it was uh, very beautiful. So to be the salt of the earth is like when you when you're salty you're going to spread it and you're never going to run out of the salt because that salt just keeps coming jesus christ is just keeps giving he is the he's the ultimate giver and uh you'll see that everyone around you and and those that you encounter they start changing as well for the better and there's so much joy in that i mean to think of fathers and mothers and when you're salty for Christ, your kids become that and your home is holy and that's it. It's awesome. I just, I'm totally convicted in who we're called to be and the mission. Yeah. Except when my kids get salty, they start throwing temper tantrums and not really doing what Jesus wants them yeah, to do. They're but... like four years old, bro. Let them be. <laughs> it's awesome. Hey man, if they grow up to be anything like me, then God help everyone. <laughs> so Father John, you're, uh, you're kind of famous for a saying around uh, St. Joseph, which is all for Jesus. It kind of actually ties back to being salt of the earth is we are the 
salt, right? We're supposed to be seasoning the earth. And as I mentioned in the intro, there are so many uses for salt. Some may have been outdated and replaced by other things, but we still have a lot of uses for salt. So salt comes in many different forms and it can have many different uses. But no matter what, every no matter what type of salt we are, no matter what position we're in and what gifts we have, it's all for Jesus, right? So yeah, amen. how did you kind of come up with that? Because I know one day out of the blue, you just started screaming all for Jesus and it became like this thing now at <laughs> St. Joseph. So That's where did awesome. that come from? Good. If I'm known for that, then I'll take it. Praise God, because that is really good. Well, I just know myself and I know how um, prideful and selfish I can get where um, maybe I'll be doing something and, and there's an inkling in my heart of like wanting to take some self glory from it and caring maybe too much about like maybe what someone thinks of me after I do something. And so it's really like, you know, priests always say they preach to themselves. When I say all for Jesus, I'm preaching to myself and saying, you're called to do all for Christ. And what's beautiful about like the salt of the earth theme is it's all for Jesus because it's all from Jesus. If, if you're going to be the salt of the earth, it's because he's enabled you to be that. And he's given you his salt, his tastiness, his blessedness that he calls you to in the Beatitudes. He's given it to you so that you can spread it. And again, we are so blessed. I used to tell myself all the time in seminary, Lord, why are you calling me to this? Like, why? Not in like a, a questioning way. It was like, why am I so blessed to be called to be the salt of the earth as a priest? Why? Like, wow, Lord, why not this person? Why can't they come to know you like I've come to know you? And I mean, that builds up in me a desire for, for those to know Christ. Uh, but it also is just like a recognition. I'm, like, I'm so blessed. And you went from really. being just regular... I and I salt to some Himalayan salt right now. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Like that pink salt, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Man, that salt is really good. Actually, really uh, good. Uh, my wife's aunt got us this board that's just made out of Himalayan salt. And what you do is you're <laughs> supposed to throw in the oven at 450 degrees for you know so long and it gets really hot where you pull it out and you just throw your food right on top of it and it cooks it because it gets so hot. Oh, and at the same man. time, it salts your food. It becomes really, really salty, but oh, wow. I love salt and everything is delicious. Yeah, so, that's great. That's great. So what God so did to you. The whole thing about like too much, too much of something's going to kill you. Um, like too much salt, right? You're going to have high cholesterol and all that stuff. Um, what's going to happen when you have too much of the Lord's salt? So like what happens? You'll what die happens happy. You end, you end up dying. But you die to yourself so that you can live for Christ. When you have too much of Christ, you will die. And that is beautiful because you're living out your baptism. When you were baptized, you died. You died to sin. Now you live for Christ. So I just ask that everyone that's listening right now, receive the salt of the earth. Receive Jesus Christ. Receive the, the tastiness, the, the amazing part of this what this world can offer because christ is with us and when he's with us he, he will never abandon us and we just got to receive him and to receive him means to slowly die to yourself so you can live for him look i love salt so much on everything that i salt my food even before i taste it so if i <laughs> if i die from too much salt or die too much jesus i'll be happy either way amen amen all right so when it comes to 
your love for sports. How are you holding up right now? Are you dying I'm on the inside a, as much as I am? It's hard. It's hard. The NFL draft was awesome. Um, I love what the Lions did too. I wanted to, uh, but it works out. I think we have a solid team. If Stafford can um, play to his maybe his potential, but I don't trust him, but it is what it is. Uh, at the end of the day, I do enjoy sports a lot, and it's been hard, and can't wait. Can't wait for it to get back. I know you're probably missing uh, your your football, the actual original football, right? That's I don't right. I call it soccer. That's right. But um, Manchester United, right? All the I'm way. I'm sure you're missing them. Yeah, and Champions they're the only League kind is of, always fun. They're the only kind of devils that I enjoy, the Red Devils. Right, yeah. So wait, when's the World Cup? It was supposed to be in Qatar, right? Is next? Yes, in two years' time, but there's been some rambling as to whether it's going to be moved from there or not because of all the scandals that happened behind it and all the corruption. So they're looking into perhaps changing the venue. They're not sure if it's too late or not, but the Euro Cups, which also happen every four years, was supposed to happen this year, and they're actually canceling and moving until next year. So everything in life that I enjoy has been taken away from me because of this. So we're on hold. I feel like everyone's on hold, but the holding pattern doesn't mean that we stop moving and we've got to, got to keep going and keep preaching. I think this time is just a special time for us to just do God's will. We're this generation was meant to live Corona and to meant to be in this world. And we're just going to take it as an opportunity to keep, keep being the salt of the earth. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, it's interesting because I read somewhere, this was a couple of weeks back, where Jesus kind of, I'm going to use the word took. He didn't really, you know, come in here on purpose and take this stuff. But in a sense, he took everything we loved. You know, we, we put sports before Jesus. We put movies before Jesus. We put going out and having fun, uh, drinking. We put a lot of stuff. And we just, ahead of sports. Jesus. Yeah, we Sometimes put a lot of stuff me, ahead of yeah. Jesus. And you know what? He's like, you know what? Let me take that away from you for a little while and see how you react. And we're all just going crazy. And I know, you know, I'm not going to pretend I'm perfect. And I, oh, you know, just switch to Jesus mode right away. But it did take me a while to realize, you know what? Let me do something more productive instead of focusing on, you know, sports and movies and all this stuff. And the news now, news cycle is all about coronavirus and you can all, you can only take so much you can't handle anymore. So I did start taking advantage of listening to more podcasts and more, uh, you know, shows and lectures and things like that, which actually I'm going to be doing an uh, episode in the future about, you know, where we can go and learn more about our faith. And I'm going to touch up on those stuff. But I just hope that a lot of Christians take this opportunity to see that what we did kind of take for granted was a building that we would go to. And only when we were in that building, we were you know, praising and worshiping God. And then once we left that building, it was business as usual. You know, we went back to what are we going to eat? What are we going to wear? Where are we going to go? What are we going to watch? I'm hoping this is going to be kind of a wake up call to get people to realize that there's so much we could do, especially right now. So many books we can read, so many things we can talk, you know, we can listen to so much opportunity for prayer and we could take advantage of this. Yeah. Reading's awesome. I'm right right now. I'm reading. uh, I'm always reading the Bible. Uh, always just at least reading gospels and St. Paul. I've got to get into the old Testament a little bit more for sure. And then I started a book called war and peace by uh, Tolstoy it's supposed to be one of like the great classics and uh, kind of like hundred pages in and it's been good so far. Um, just get your mind going. Um, laziness is one of the worst things uh, Jesus says, 
you know, what I'd, I'd rather you be hot or cold, but if you are lukewarm, I will vomit you out of my mouth. And it just always, that always checks me and says, like, Lord, where am I and where is my heart? Am I, am I truly burning for you? I'm not in a feeling standpoint. I don't have to feel him, uh, but I've got to believe and I've got to act and I've got to constantly be on mission, even if I'm not being reinforced by the conversion that I see. Like, you know, as a priest, I love seeing people come to Christ. I haven't seen that. Not that it's not happening. I just am not able to see it because it's online, it's Corona and all that stuff. But that doesn't mean I stop. Just keep going because I firmly believe that he is the truth and we need him. Truly, we need him. Yeah. And it's one of those things where we always tell ourselves, oh, you know what? Yeah. Starting tomorrow, I'm going to start my diet. Starting tomorrow, I'm going to start reading the Bible. Or it's Friday. You know what? After the weekend on Monday, I'm going to start. No, no, no. People need to just start now. Uh, I've heard a saying that goes, you know, if you leave holiness for tomorrow, the devil wins today. So, oh man, there we go. Yeah. yeah. So it's just one of those things where, especially during these times, it's hard to try to stay positive, but it's also much easier, I feel, to shift our focus from the world because there's only really one thing everybody's focusing on. So it's easier to shift that focus into God, into our religion, into our spirituality, into our family and move forward from there. Yeah, true. A lot of times we also like, we get positive when we feel accomplished. Like we feel like we've done something good. A lot of times people say like, oh, I'm not praying enough or, or maybe they are. And they say like, oh, you know, I'm doing my prayers and I feel good about that. So oftentimes like the, the negativity it only takes hold because of laziness or a lack of priority. Simply prioritize the faith. Prioritize reading the Bible and praying, communicating with your father. And then I'm telling you, life will change. Life will turn around. It just takes that one step. And um, the one step's got to turn into two and three. Eventually, you build a habit of prayer, a habit of reading the Bible. And um, then God's got you, truly. Yeah, for sure. So, Father John, you are one of the best. You're one of the best chefs out there when it comes to sprinkling some salt. Uh, (laughs) I don't. Yeah, sure. I don't know. (laughs) Okay, so your homilies, especially lately, I can speak for myself, have been on fire. So, thank God. I've actually always wondered how do you prepare? Like, what what steps do you take? What do you do? How do you prepare for a like a homily? That's a good question. I appreciate that. Or are um, you so good that it just comes naturally to you and you nope, don't prepare? Just not now? at all. <laughs> I write down all my homilies as well. Um, I try not to look during the homily, but I often sometimes just look down and see like where I'm supposed to be uh, as like a little crutch. But in terms of preparation, the best homilies come from God. <laughs> Truly, I, I firmly believe like when, when I'm convicted from him, I, I'm able to preach much more freely. Um, so I just start with reading the gospel and and the letter on Monday, and then I read it every single day. Um, and I just sometimes like sit in silence and ask God, I I do. And I intentionally, like the way I pray, I intentionally ask God, uh, father, what do you want to say to your people this week? And sometimes I'll get something in my head and I'll discern it. And sometimes it's still blank. And it'll be Saturday and I'm like, oh, I don't know what I'm preaching on yet, but I actually intentionally pray about what God wants to say to the people. 
And uh, that has been like the most fruitful and helpful. And so just ideas just come uh, throughout the week. And, and then I, I just write it out and preach it. I don't do as much uh, reading of commentaries and I should, I want, I want to do more of that. I just don't right now. Um, but yeah, that's good. And, and I usually try to talk to different age groups in the homily. So you'll, you'll often see me talking to parents, talking to kids directly and especially kids because they've got to wake up in the homily. And so when I directly ask them a question and have them raise their hand and have them say something, it really helps. It helps me too. Like, it's like, cool, they're paying attention. But also just, I love when kids are engaged. Uh, it, it gets me very excited and they need it as well. So that's yeah, kind of I like, I like when you do, do ask them questions and they start screaming out in their cute little four-year-old voices, <laughs> some answers. Yeah, it's fun. It's really a blessing. And the what more, I love about it, yeah, the more, ahead. the more the answer is wrong, the cuter it is when they yell it <laughs> really? out. I know. And I actually call them out a little bit in the homily and I say, Oh, you're actually kind of wrong, but it's okay. And I yeah, laugh about it. You let them down easy. <laughs> yeah. But, um, I just love, so I just, everyone listening, um, your church is, is a family. It's a community. And, uh, when you're at mass, you need to be part of that family and everyone is one. Is one is one body in that church, so um, the kids that are all spread out and the families and everyone they all unite in Christ. Like everyone, imagine this: everyone is looking in the same direction at mass. They're all looking to the altar. They're all looking to Christ. And at Saint Joseph, we're so blessed to have a sanctuary uh, that is so beautiful with Jesus on top of the altar, just in this big, beautiful icon, and we all look to Christ. So. Um, just when we get to open up these churches again, we will, we will be, a, we are a family and we will be a family. And I can't wait for that. I'm really excited. So much salt is going to pour into that mm. church once it opens up. Yeah. You know, what's awesome about salt also is they use it to cast out demons. Um, there is a, something called exorcism salt that casts out demons. So when you are the salt of the earth, demons will fear demons will roar and they will go in the name of Jesus because you are the salt of the earth. You are a beloved son and daughter. You are a blessed one, as he says in the Beatitudes. So just got to be it. I now understand why my wife was throwing salt at me a few days ago. <laughs> That's awesome. I wonder, I mean, they, they throw salt at like marriage couples, right? I, I should know this, but I don't. Is it salt or is it like, I know it's candy. They throw candy at you. but And then in some countries they throw rice. I think even here. Oh, the like, rice. It's yeah, rice, yeah. Uh, but we should start throwing salt at them. It'll be yeah, fun. Yeah, for sure. That'd be fun too. <laughs> Mess Bro, up with the bride's dress. Yeah, just uh, make sure the salt is white. That way it blends in with, a, with the dress. Yeah. All right. So, Father John, to wrap this up, give us a pinch of salt. Um. St. Catherine of Siena, uh, her feast day is today. Uh, so we're actually recording this. And I know you guys are probably going to listen to it later, but on April 29. And uh, her feast day is today, St. Catherine of Siena. And she said, uh, be who you were meant to be and you will set the world on fire. And so if you live in your identity of who you are as a blessed one of the Father, blessed son, blessed daughter, you will set the world on fire. and." Uh, your salt 
your fire, your light will cover the cover your area and cover the world. And so that's my pinch of salt uh, from St. Catherine of Siena. Be who you were meant to be and you will set the world on fire. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much, Father John, for joining us. Thanks for having and me. Thanks for absolutely. Having me. Hopefully we'll have you again in the future and God bless you. For sure. God bless you guys. May Almighty God bless you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. 